Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Comedy Film Nerds uh, Post Podfest episode 288. I know a lot of people are probably surprised. Wow, you guys are doing an episode. Um, yeah, you know what? We're surprised as yeah, well. How did? Why do we schedule this every year? Our bodies are physically shutting down. Yeah, right there's now. no reason for us to do this. This yeah. is really. It's, and uh, to make it even better, we turn the air conditioner. <laughs> yeah, it's hot. <laughs> we had a conference call right before this about earbuds, so we had to turn. So it's we're starting the show. That I didn't hot. even know about. You yeah. came in and I'm like, I got a call, and we're, oh, all right, did you get that note about the conference call? I said, no. no. All right, well, now you know. Yeah, all right, hello. Hi. Kimberly, Tina. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, I think halfway through the episode, we're going to go into a heat coma. <laughs> it's most likely going to happen. Well, the movie that I saw last night, we'll get into it later. Heat coma? Uh, I'm not going to say I was awake for all of it. <laughs> Um, comfy theater or regular theater? Really comfy theater. Oh, okay. just no food, but we'll All get right. into it. So, so we're going to be talking about um, the transporter. Is now what was the uh, name under the transporter? Was it transporter uh, three? Was it transporter, transporter more refueled. transportable? Refuel, refuel, oh, nice. yes. of course. Re- rehashed, reheated, <laughs> re. Why did we do it? Transporter, bigger trunk. Um, well, that's our guest, uh, Mr. Sean Merrick, ladies and gentlemen. First time on the show. You have probably heard his voice in the background from episodes a couple years ago. Back when Now, he wait was... a minute. Is this the first time you've been on a full episode? I thought we had you, you on once before. I was in the studio when you hear, we were here with uh, Gilbert. Uh-huh. And I don't think you've ever actually... I don't think I've ever actually been able to sit down across from you and do anything proper. No. Nope. All right. You don't really... You never talk to me. You just yeah. kind of like, I would kind of get a chance to yell things yeah. occasionally and be like, yeah. you guys are wrong. Let's cut wrong. his mic. Oh, okay. And then make him, <laughs> so, <laughs> and make him so sit I farther go, so away. I can go outside. <laughs> yeah. I'll just shout it. We'll, we'll, we'll crack a window and just yell through <laughs> you it. Just, you can just level it. It'll be great. <laughs> That's all you meant. It makes everything better. Spoken <laughs> like a true podcast producer. <laughs> yeah, just level it. You'll be fine. <laughs> what, so. what, where did you, you record? Temecula and you guys are in uh, <laughs> the, the valley? Okay, yeah, that's good. We'll do that. Just level it. For those of you that don't know, Sean Merrick is a um, producer for the Sideshow Network, and he is also a podcaster in his own right. And what's the name of your podcast, Sean? Worst Collection Ever. I mm. love this show. It was really fun. Oh. I got to do it at PodFest. Yeah, you did a PodFest, which was mm-hmm. great. I did it um, a couple months ago at the Comic Bug in Manhattan Beach. Yeah, yeah. It was, that was uh, our first ever live show. We've been doing it for almost a year at this point. And it just, I, I often describe that the show, I'll, I'll describe the show. It's basically myself and my wife, Jen Stansfield Merrick, and we, we collect comic books, but our collection is not like, you know, we don't actually collect comics because we're like, oh man, I really need this, you know, Spider-Man first appearance of Venom because it's going to be worth something. I was like, no, we actually like, purposely collect comic books we just look at a cover and go that looks fun and then we just buy it and it's usually like a buck 50 cents right. 25 cents if we're lucky mm-hmm. jesus christ i can't believe if you ever sell a comic for 25 cents i will i will come out of the woodwork i will i will it's like uh it's like moth to a flame yeah that's, that's how <laughs> i'm into that like, but and I, and I will judge comic book stores based on that like if you don't <laughs> if you don't have a box of yellowing comics somewhere in the back that you're charging anything less than uh, a buck for or buckle less for, then you guys suck. It's not uh, it's not worth my time. The thing I loved about it when we did it at, at, at Comic Bug in Manhattan Beach has this cool little kind of small little performance area in the back yeah. of it, which was awesome. So they had, you know, they have like a, a flat screen TV on the wall. And then, so he and Jen then 
you know, Photoshop, whatever. He put some some scans of certain uh, pages yeah, we so that we'd throw them up on the screen and talk about it. It was awesome. It was like... Now, did you read the book in advance? Yeah. Yes, okay, I, yeah. I, so I did, we did this thing where, where I had to, I'm like, I'm mailing you comic books, like, you know, like some sort of like secret documents <laughs> in the mail, you know, like, so to this P.O. box, you know, <laughs> this Defenders must not get out in the open. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was a Defenders. Because at the lab, then um, I was uh, at the uh, Squarespace podcast lab at the festival i was doing all the different podcasts and sean's like well let's let's do mine and i'm like sure and then he gives me a comic book and tells me to go in the corner and read it (laughs) and i did i saw you post that photo on twitter of chris in the corner studying prepping it's it's like a while it's it's just it's just something very like there's something i i kind of that's my thing where i want to i want to see if i can get like just get all these big names just pick all right now go read this in the corner And I'm going to take a picture of it. <laughs> Dwayne Johnson, go in the corner there and uh, read this uh, Dark Hawk from 91. We're going we're gonna to talk about it. It was great, too, because it gave me an excuse not to have to deal with any um, podcast podfest issues for, uh, for 15 minutes. And, and, and you yeah. don't really, I mean, until maybe for a little bit at the end, you didn't have to talk about any podcasting. You no, just be no. Like, okay, yeah. let's let's talk about Power Man and Iron Fist. Like, you yeah. know, we, he's wearing funny shoes. Yeah. You know, we got, uh, we got a, a crooked lawyer in this one. <laughs> and uh, Power Man always mentions that he is bulletproof right after a bullet hits him. Yep. Literally, yes. Mm-hmm. And then and then he and then he oh, and then the I think the the big part of it was that they dressed up as women. Oh. Uh, as dancers, as uh, Persian dancers. Oh, it was great. It was like a Three Stooges episode. So it was like a, the Bosom Buddies episode of Power Man. And but I keep think. in mind, they're all already in their costumes. So they have their costumes on, and then they put the other costume as women on top of it. <laughs> and voluntarily, there was no reason for them to do it. They no. were like, yes, we need. We, this is how we are going to, uh, you know, we're going to proceed with this comic book, and we're going to get through this, and we're going to wear dresses. That's it. it so, was, so imagine that. Just you have Power Man, who has a giant male silhouette and yeah. then you have iron fist who has like a dracula cow behind him and his and then they put the other <laughs> costume over it and now they're dancing girls and they fool the with the chic for like oh he was he was into it yeah it was like he oh was, i like these two he's like like guys this is my thing and uh you guys are the best dancers it's always great when a comic book writer rips off stuff like um the three stooges and the marx brothers in a superhero comic but that's the beauty of what we when we collect our books is like we kind of come across this stuff and we're just like i can't believe this is a real this is a real thing this exists yeah, like, yeah. this exists like I'm, i i can own this now like there's and there's just i mean just i mean as graham can attest to just some bat shit Crazy. batman yeah. superman now i i think graham will get this too this is one part really made me laugh this is on the uh um on the on the show um you know well there's a ninja in disguise obviously of and course. he throws some uh, throwing stars and as he's throwing it, he <laughs> says let's see how you deal with my um my shuriken throwing stars <laughs> I love the description of the thing that they're doing. Like, I just, that's my favorite. So they had to cover all bases for the listeners. They bring yeah. out their, just yeah, like, it's yeah. like not, you know, not the fact that shuriken means throwing stars. And yeah, yeah it's shuriken throwing stars. Yeah. Why don't I eat my cheese quesadilla? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, it was, it's a great um, episode and it was, it's a great uh, podcast. I really enjoyed doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And thank you guys so much for doing it. Sure. Um, and actually, yours is available today. We release it every Tuesday. Oh, great. Uh, SideshowNetwork.tv. You can find it on iTunes, uh, we're on Stitcher, we're, on, we're all over the place. Uh, so yeah, SoundCloud. Well, 
you guys, uh, the thing was cool, you know, Sideshow was a sponsor again this year, the festival, and you mm-hmm. guys did something really inventive, which I love. You had bumper stickers and t-shirts that said, I listen to podcasts before cereal, yeah, which is funny. just such a great like <laughs> inside joke. And I think yeah. those were like some of the funniest shirts at the fest because, and I remember talking when, when the, at the preview show at the improv on Thursday, Roddy showed me the bumper stickers. And I was like, this is great. He goes, yeah, we want We didn't want to like, just, you just put our logo on a shirt and like, okay. Yeah, because yeah, really, I mean, because it's you. The thing, and this actually this is something that I learned a lot from the festival this year too, is that the 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 strength of uh, marketing in terms of just to the fans, so that everybody else wants to get in on the action. Right. You know, like Walking the Room has been doing this from day one. Right. Or was doing it from day one, and the dollop, you know, keeps it going, and uh, you know, and they they make all the, they made all their merchandise based on that, and that's how a lot of you know shows do that now. Mm-hmm. And you know, I was like, man, you know, there, I wish that there was more of that for sideshow and some of these some of these shows, and like, I mean, shows like Gilbert, you know, Gilbert Gottfried's show. I mean, his show is rife ripe with uh, you know uh, inside references right. to like Caesar Romero and Orange Wedges and. Things that you'd be like, well, okay, what's that about? And it's like, I mean, but their but their fans would love it, and it's something that's where you know you see somebody out there wearing that shirt, you know, or like you know even like you guys, you got the the hit clown or the palm strike, right. you know, mm-hmm. all that stuff, and people are like, well, what's that mean? And it's like, oh, it's about this. It's just something you get to explain mm-hmm. to people, and that they can ultimately enjoy with enjoy it with you. And I, I learned that a lot this year in the festival. And I'm, I was actually it was it was genius on Roddy and uh, you know Andrew who created it. Uh, at Sideshow, we thought of it and we're like, this is great. We, you know? we found that, um, and all the other podcasters, with the exception of one, um, is that people like cool slogans or logos or inside jokes on the shirts yeah. with the, um, uh, instead of just like the show name or a logo. The exception is, and this is hilarious, Thrilling Adventure Hour. They said they did the cool logos and shirts and stuff. Nobody cared. They wanted the show logo. That's the shirt that everyone wants. Well, sometimes if you got a really good show logo, then you yeah. have to promote it. And, I mean, and it's it's great that like whenever that's why we were talking about this in podcasting. Whenever there's a rule in podcasting, there's someone right around the corner that just breaks, breaks it. it. <laughs> yeah. It's different. No, I mean it's good to it's good. To, sometimes it's good to break those kind of rules when you can mm-hmm. find a way to advance the medium. Right. I think that's something that is. Uh, so I mean, I, mean, I kind of felt that when we had our, our our little slogan, our slogan on the stickers and everything like that. It's like it's it's very. It's all. It's very. It's a challenging slogan, you know, in the way because you're like, hey, this is a podcast slogan, and you if you don't or a podcast thing, and if you don't get it, you better get it. Yeah. And, <laughs> but it's fun that you know we're able to do that because it's not something. You know, I feel like sometimes you know maybe in podcasting there are also a lot of like people like trying to be like, okay, I take this step and I walk this way and I walk that way and I walk this way because they want to get ahead to where everybody else is. Right. right. But if you can mess around with it and mix it up... It may get you ahead quicker. Of course. <laughs> the thing we should talk about real quick, <clears throat> we got to address the I, the live stream. Yes. So Friday night... What happened? <laughs> it was great. <laughs> uh, Friday night it went down. Basically, yes. uh, we paid for a bunch of bandwidth through GoDaddy and they capped it when they shouldn't have. And then they wouldn't fix it. And then they wouldn't fix it. So Brian Wolf, uh, our site went down about 5.30, 5.45, and right. he was on talking to tech support for two and a half hours. Yeah. Um, and then they sent him an email saying, we'll get back to you in 72 hours. Yeah, which was complete bullshit. So um, what happened, uh, all the shows were recorded. Yes, so, I want to make that clear. Nothing was lost. Nothing was lost. Everything was recorded. Uh, Saturday, live streamed fine. 
Uh, Sunday went fine, except for uh, Super Ego. The sound went down for about a half hour. Yeah, the first half hour, there was no sound. But again, nothing was lost. The it was sound recorded. was recorded. So the, don't worry. When it goes up into the archive, it'll be fine. It'll be in the archive. That's getting up soon in the next couple of days. And we will then, it'll be good for three weeks from the time they all drop. Yes. It's not three weeks from, from yesterday. Yeah, give you guys plenty of time to watch everything. And also, too, uh, a lot of people said, oh, your site is still down. So this is the thing I learned from this experience. Uh, you got to clear your cache. You got to uh, restart your web browser because if it if it and I, I learned this if it says https colon and then slash www.lapodfest.com, it's going to go back to this when it's going to stay when it's it going to go to where it thinks GoDaddy is hosting it. Where it thinks GoDaddy is right. hosting it. So we switched GoDaddy. So you got to go with. Just www.lapodfest.com slash live. Right, um, because we switch, literally our web guy, Brian, switched companies in the middle of the night, and they got he got somebody on the phone, and it was like an all-night process to switch it to make sure we would be okay for Saturday. Yeah, so... Um, That's hardcore. That yeah. Is, wow. <laughs> I didn't realize that. Everyone realized you guys went that route. Oh yeah, it That's was hardcore, crazy. man. I mean, mm-hmm. like, like it was, it was infuriating, and there's going to be, there's going to be uh, some backlash in terms of, well how exactly we're going to proceed with GoDaddy as the festival, we'll see, but they're, they're, they're going to make some reparations. I guarantee God damn yes. to you that. <laughs> yeah. Um, cause they can, from the bottom of my heart, suck it. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, basically it's great. You pay for something you don't get and then the company doesn't care. So that's they, but, pretty but much what happens. They fuck you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so, but we want to make that clear too, especially everyone was saying, well, oh, is it like, even the podcasters were emailing like, hey, what happened? Is it gone? I'm like, no, everything's fine. Everything was recorded. There were backups. Everything will be on the stream. The other thing too is uh, there's been a couple of tweets. We're editing the shows and then getting them up. That doesn't mean we're editing them for content. We're cutting out people filing in, you know, seating and stuff that, that we're just trimming the, uh, the uh, streams from the, the tops and the, the bottom starts recording. Right. It, right. We don't turn it off. It just records everything. People, people coming and going now so, if you want to watch people walk into a room and sit down maybe we'll make that an extra <laughs> we can put that out be for a you great guys great bonus feature like, oh man look at that <laughs> wow what chair is that guy gonna yeah. pick um but we appreciate uh your guys patience throughout most of you online were were and I, we, I have to say you guys yeah we're amazing yeah yeah and Hand, very understanding yeah handful of dicks but they can suck it <laughs> um, <laughs> they work for GoDaddy. yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but honestly, the festival was so much fun. It was it was as it is, and it was like there was lines out the door. Yeah, it, you guys had a lot of big lines this year, to, and it's more than I've seen in the past years. Definitely, I mean, to the point where I'm like, this is like it's just crazy. Like, I mean, where do you? I, I didn't realize that the it, it was. I mean, I've, I'm used to like there being a lot of people milling around, but it was just like the way that you guys were queuing it up. Mm-hmm. And having people like I think, and I think that was kind of maybe the first year you guys kind of did that. Yeah, we had. You're to. being very mm-hmm. like you know, hey, these are line and people and everybody was very uh, cooperative too. Yeah, I didn't really. I, you don't, see, which is the thing about podcast fans. It's like you know, we're we're a good sort. You know, yes. we're like very. You know, like okay, I want to see this thing, and I will stand in line. I'm not going to be upset if I don't get in or I can't get in. Even but, the hotel but, said like they would normally uh, any event has to hire a security guard. They said, but you guys, your fans are so cool, we didn't really require it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. That there's no. I mean, there was people walking around, you know, that work for the hotel, just kind of keep things in line. But I mean, everybody was chill. Well, the, our goal was when we we were very aware of how many seats we had in all of the the ballrooms and how many seats we were selling. So we didn't. We we were very. We were like we we capped seating 
or tickets. We could have sold a little more, but we didn't want anyone to get shut out of a show. Of a show that they wanted to see. So we made it, we're like, okay. And so we told the stage managers, line people up because we give out a certain amount of comps to performers and and friends or whatever. So we're like, paid ticket holders, get in, no matter what. Of course. Um, And the comp people, they might not get in is how we did it. But everybody got in. Everybody got in, yeah. Everybody got a seat and lining it up and waiting till the rooms were cleared. We had to clear every room. In years past, we would just, show's over, and you could hang out or not. But we knew that, you know, the seating might get tight. And yeah. This year was different. Yeah, we cleared it to make sure. So that everyone gets here. a fair shot at a good seat for the next show. And I think we, you know, I, I, was, I was really happy with that. It was really cool to see. We had to turn people away on Saturday, which ultimately I think is a good thing. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a, you, know, you don't want to have to be like trying to yell in the street, be like, right. hey, Beverly Center, why don't, right. you, why don't you all come in here? Put down that Macy's bag. Come on in here. <laughs> so I was, I was and, and, you know, thanks to everybody that, that worked on it, you know, that worked to uh, Charlene, the volunteers, Walker, all of his staff. Oh, it was staff, a ton of people, whole, yeah. So many people helped out, man. So thank you, thank you everybody so yeah, you much. You guys got a badass staff. Those guys are great. Was, yeah, thanks, it's great. Man. So uh, let's get into some movies. Let's talk about it. Black Mass. Let's do it. All right. Yeah. So I saw this you last You saw night. most of it now. You're well, <laughs> I, uh, yesterday I did very little. Mm-hmm. Um, I slept in, I surfed for a little bit, and then uh, I went and got a massage. Nice. And then went to dinner, mm-hmm. and then went to a nine o'clock showing. That was a mistake. Oh yeah, that was way oh. too way <laughs> too late. And you, and you and you live it up. You go to the the to the fancy theater. I went. Yeah, I went to. I went to. Well, they have these new theater. Well, the AMC is on the Third Street Promenade in Santa Monica. They're remodeling all of them. Right. Okay. And they're putting in now in some of them. Trap doors. Trap, trap doors. <laughs> Water slides. Water slides, right, right. La- laser tag. <laughs> so that'd be fucking awesome. Yeah. I, so, I want to go right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they had um, they had uh, uh, lazy boys now. They're putting in like recliner oh, wow. chairs. Okay. Um, they don't have, they're not in full, they're not food restaurants, but right. they're still lazy boys. So I go there um, with the... Uh, I guess I can say it now, my girlfriend. I don't have to keep saying my friend. <laughs> um, uh, and uh, no one believes that, by the way, when you say friend. I know. My, yeah. my friend. I yeah. was at- uh, it's like when you know your your divorced parent introduces you to a friend. This is my friend. Like, oh, you could no, you could no. you could always be like the one where, where my 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 teachers back in the day used to say is like, oh, the woman I'm with. That was a. That's kind of like the a woman. I'm left. the woman. I'm so the woman I know and I went to the store. There's a, my lady, my lady friend. Now I sound yes. like a sixty-eight yeah. year old. Yeah, that's, a, that's a, the holy name guys I used to uh, grow up with. My now dad, so. you know how that would work if she would refer to you as her gentleman caller. Oh yeah. <laughs> my lady friend and I went to a supper club and enjoyed a highball and some other cocktails. <laughs> and we regaled ourselves with our time in South Africa. <laughs> <laughs> I was wearing some comfortable uh, trousers. Yes. And, uh, and then we killed uh, Yes, and then we killed a rhino. <laughs> <laughs> I lost my pith hat underneath the, a jeep. I don't know where it went. I think a, I think a rabid So took it. you did fall asleep at the supper club? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I did fall asleep. Uh, I saw enough of this movie to say yes. Johnny Depp does a great job. Great. Um, Benjamin Benny Benny Cumbo Benedict Cumberbatch mm-hmm. <laughs> Benny Cumbo <laughs> is that his new name? Yeah, it's, it's mm-hmm. Benny yeah. Cumbo. Yeah, look it up on Wikipedia. <laughs> Benny Cumbo is a fine actor. He's amazing. There is no reason to cast him. He's not believable as a guy from South Boston, and it got oh. it got in the way. He's not in a huge part of the movie. He plays mm-hmm. Whitey Bulger's brother. It just 
You just don't believe you it. You just don't believe it because if you think about, now they, they cast Joel Edgerton, who's an Aussie. Mm-hmm. Joel Edgerton, though, like a lot of Aussies, he looks like he came, you know, he's an Irishy, you know, he looks a street guy. He can he can do that he role. He can pull it off. He can pull it off. Mm-hmm. Benedict Cumberbatch looks like he comes from a privileged British family. Yes. <laughs> you can't change those features. And, and if you think he of, looks like Sherlock, so we're supposed to believe that he's from Southie or something yes. like that. Okay, yeah. now he's now, now I have to see it. Now he gets out; he's educated and whatever. But they and he again, he's not in a huge part of the movie, so I'm not saying it totally ruins. Right, it. right. It's a good film. It's right. a good film mm-hmm. when you're awake. Uh, <laughs> when you're sleeping, it's a horrible dream. But like I think about the fighter. Okay, Mark Wahlberg's from Boston. Yes, and then they cast. So the Christian Bale. Okay, so he's English. Yep, but. He's already proven from like the machinist or whatever, he can lose weight. He looked like a goddamn junkie. Right. He looked like his junkie brother. And then who did they cast? All of like his sisters, they must have just walked down the streets of South Boston and just went, you, you, you. And they went, get the fuck out of here. I'm not going to be in your goddamn movie or whatever. <laughs> Sarah, buy me some dunks first. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. So you know, go back to Hot Topic. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I just think they could have done a little like, um, Jesse Plemons from Friday Night Lights, who I love, and was also the fucking evil dude in Breaking Bad the last season. He plays one of the guys. Again, he's an American guy. He's got kind of an Irishy, you know, pockmarked face. He was great. Mm-hmm. He's a great actor. And again, it's not a slam on Benny Cumbo. He just was. He shouldn't have been. He was cast. miscast. He was miscast. Yeah. Um. That probably, was. You know, the production probably got agented or whatever. Of course. Yeah. Something behind the scenes. You know, goofy happened. And, but Johnny Depp, man is plays a creepy psychopath very very well and this is the johnny depp we want to get back right, to exactly like no more jokes and and whatever else like this this was very very uh believable so i recommend um going to this movie well but now, rested but now and, uh, <laughs> did you see enough of it to like how was like the story progression the plot like was it or was it just all kind of a showcase for his acting I know the actual story, mm-hmm. so I'm assuming they did that well. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this. I'm assuming they read the Wikipedia page. So yeah. <laughs> so my girlfriend said today, she goes, so what movie are you going to talk about on the show today, being that you haven't seen one this week? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went, I saw enough of it. Yeah. I know the story. Um, but yeah, I, it's it's... I can't go into this, as much of the story arc and the structure as I would have liked, but uh, <laughs> I didn't want to lie. I'm not going to lie. Can we do a shorter episode today? I, yeah, because we get the goddamn air conditioning yeah. on. Um, so yeah, I think I think it's from what I saw. I think it's worth seeing. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> now I have a quick question. From what you were uh, awake for? Yes, sir. Was there any uh, car chases or anything like that? No. The the thing that they did a really good job of is the violence is is brutal okay they didn't like action film it they made it seem like this is ugly realistic violence street like violence a lot, a lot of well-placed kind of rib yeah. kicks and stuff like these guys are fucking dirty street guys right and it's ugly nice. you know when you beat a guy to death that's ugly mm. it's not like whoosh, whoosh, like an action movie and you right, dust your right. chin off and have a little bit of blood no it's fucking your face is fucked up yeah and so they did a really good job of saying whitey bulger and his guys were fucking evil gangsters. Right. They were powerful, evil psychopaths, and they, like, and they their their portrayal of like the FBI, like Edgerton and the FBI guys was 
Like, like I said, see that if you haven't see the documentary, you might want it. Some people, I recommended seeing the the Whitey documentary on Netflix before seeing this, and someone said they wish they hadn't. On on I think maybe I, see it after. Yeah, see it after for sure. Okay, mm-hmm. because I think they do that thing of 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 doing a decent dramatization of a factual series of events. Got it. So. I, I I'm just I'm just asking though because I. I used to live in Boston for a number right. of years because I went to school there. And I remember when I saw the town and there's a scene in there where uh, they're doing a, a high-speed car chase at the North End. Right. And, I, and, and my wife, who also I met in Boston, we, we, we lived there, we traveled there through mm-hmm. that area as many times. It was like, bullshit. Right. That would never happen because those, like, those streets are so friggin' narrow. Right. And I'm like, I mean, Ben Affleck should know better than this, but I, you know, to even say, yeah, that can happen. No, it can't. It never would happen. You would just be <laughs> slamming into like every every person's brownstone. You would not get anywhere. That'd be like a minute car chase. When you see a high speed car chase based in L.A., it's the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like all that on the four. Look, they're speeding up on the four hundred five. No, they're not. No, they're, no, no, they're not. In no. Fantasyland. No, they're bumper to bumper at the end. The in the four hundred five. It's a slow speed. You chase. Just get out and run. One, yeah, better. one guy's gonna run. And yeah, shoot the car. But. but yeah, well, I'm saying, but just because I mean, I saw. I mean, I'm just wondering if they kind of had that often try try to make it like what they what they did. They made like this a very like per, they really focused on the kind of personal relationships from all this based on the book Black Mass. Okay, so they didn't make it big. They made it like these like quiet one on one dinners or like Whitey Bulger coming over to. Uh, to Joel Edgerton's house and being, it's the creepiest fucking dinner you've ever seen. And his scene with between Joel Edgerton and the woman I for, who plays his wife. Oh my god! You expect it like the end of the dinner, they're going to reveal that they're eating a friend of theirs, yeah, something like, like that, like that creepy. Because well, if you read the actual story, and again in the documentary, if you've read any of these books, like there's several. Obviously, Black Mass is the one that this is based on, but there's a lot of books about that. They, you know, they killed guys and fucking cut them up. Like right. they, they, this was this was not glamour mob. This was right. fucking evil, and yeah. they were more powerful than the Italian mob. Like that's the thing you got to understand. In the seventies, Whitey Bulger and the I think of the White Hill Gang or whatever the the hill Winter Hill Winter, Winter Hill, Winter no, Hill. Sugar Hill Gang Sugar Sugar Hill Gang. <laughs> I said a hippa hoppa hippie. <laughs> so awful accents. Um, I think that's why Joey McIntyre got up and left. Um, that was the uh, that was your your Ukrainian accent, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's my Ukrainian. Yeah, I'm wicked from the Ukraine. So um, Graham, I like the Ukrainian Celtics. So it sounds awful. like uh, Graham, you should take your own vice and see this movie. <laughs> yeah i think i will i think i will when i've read better rested and have some time i think i'm gonna see this movie i recommend i'm gonna try to see this film Excellent. that's what i'm gonna do <laughs> so we'll go to our guest next now sean you saw the transponder <laughs> so transformer transformers yeah. five no uh, um so i saw the transporter refueled I, I, of course of course he's refueled yeah. it's refueled because you know because you might as well you stick run a, out of gas you're yeah. driving around he's refueled with another actor stick a nozzle in it get ready because we're gonna make an unremarkable movie do you want do you want a guy that you don't know or care about to be in the lead yeah that looks like the guy you like and we're gonna try to make a lot of back shots in the trailer so you don't know right away that it's not him <laughs> do you want to do you want to see the guy who replaced the guy we couldn't afford yeah. <laughs> do you want to see lots of wigs and, <laughs> and uh, you want you want to see uh, you want to see our excuse for russell crowe in this movie well we, 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 we could have got him maybe a long time oh. ago but nah, no no we're done now. So how was Transporter uh, in the trunk? It <laughs> Transformer. 
I know. Honestly, okay. It, it was very, like I said, it was very unremarkable to the point where I saw it at four or five o'clock yesterday. And you fell asleep, and, and, and immediately <laughs> they gasped, and immediately I was out, and I was like, "Oh, I'm, I just, I just shoveled down all my Reese's pieces, and I was done." But um, no, I, I got out of I, so I saw the movie at four, like five o'clock. I go home, I eat dinner, and I was trying to think. It's like, oh, I'm doing comedy film nerds tomorrow, and it's like eight o'clock. I'm like, oh, I'm thinking, I'm just thinking, I'm like, okay, I'm doing comedy film tomorrow. What am I gonna talk about? Uh, what was that movie I saw? I literally could not forgot re- it. I literally forgot it. I was like, I, did I see Black Mass? Yeah. <laughs> I tri- I tri- oh, I remember. I tripped over Graham. He was sleeping. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he's like, excuse me, sir. Here's your pillow. Um, no, but I, I, it's very. Uh, I, I don't. I, I'm. I don't even know why they had to do because basically, okay. So basically, here's the thing. So you're supposed to kind of believe that the transporters are like. Uh, like Highlanders or something now, because now you what? Just, <laughs> they're immortals. They're immortal, really? The, you have to cut their heads off. That's the only way to get them. They come the, from the, the planet Shish. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like they're they're just guys in suits with skinny ties and shaved heads, and uh, you just call them up. They're like they're like a, they're like a violent Uber. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, you know, they're very very discreet, but you know they know how to kick. So that's you know imagine. So just imagine if your Uber driver comes pick you up and he knows how to do a do a pirouetting uh, spin kick. Right. That's uh, that's pretty much the trans tra- the transporters now. You, you call you know it's the same deals probably you know like the movie because they basically at the end they're like based on characters created by Luke Besson. I was like I would have rather seen Corbin Dallas in this movie. He created that one, right? Can we get him back? Can we get a uh, can we get Lilu in here and do a uh, do just kind of mix it up? You know because this so basically you know he's and is so, it like uber where there's an app there's no cash involved right oh, there's, just, well there's there's cash there's oh, okay. you, you have to you have to you know you you pull out the envelopes oh, and stuff it's it's envelope cash wow. that's how it goes wow. you know and there's no you kind of you kind of learn a bit about the i don't i never saw the first two ones so i'm assuming that there's you know maybe this was explained where it's like you know we don't ask questions if the deal changes i'm off right. you know i don't wait past one minute past you know and uh, i mean it's very um but it's it's just unremarkable. Basically, what's going on here is you got uh, a girl who is a part of like this prostitution ring by this really skeezy uh, European guy. It's a very European movie, as you can imagine. And he, um, you know, he, she's trying to she's trying to get out, so she kind of concocts like this way to like get out with these other girls. And she uses a transporter as a way to kind of move, you know, basically move her from point A to point B while her and her friends, they wear these wigs, you know, so they all look oh, like, nice you know, wigs. like blonde wigs, you know, they're, it, I think you kind of might saw this in the marketing. There's like these three girls in blonde wigs and that's how this all kind of works. And they're, you know, and eventually though, what happens is you get, we get to meet this transporter's father. Because now, you know, we have to start bringing family into it. You know, we're just going right. to... I don't have friends. I have family. I got a dad. And, mm-hmm. you know, you, you know, and, and, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, they're forcing in, like, some sort of character development, which I'm like, that's great. You know, I understand. But I'm not really seeing this movie for a well-rounded character. I don't know. That's just my opinion. I don't really need to find out that he needs a woman in his life because he has, he has lots of dishes in his sink and a father's like... <laughs> well, who ends up in the trunk? Oh, that's uh, the, the father does. Okay. So oh, that's right. So yeah, the there's trunk. actual there's actual uh, <laughs> trunk there's actual trunk action going on. And the father he was played by a guy who I'm assuming is uh, Russell Crowe from Body of Lies. He's just really like looks, that's what he looked like to me. Um, <laughs> he uh, so like they, so basically, and, and it's never really explained why 
his father's brought into it other than the fact that they just want to get his services because he's really good at kicking and driving. You know, at one point he, you know, he uh, does uh, like one of those ghost riding things mm-hmm. that they, because they're, they're hipping it up. They're getting hip now. They're getting hip to all the cool the cool car stuff that the kids are doing. These what are days. what are the rules of the transporter? So you cannot. So it's half it's it's half up front, half half at the when the job is finished. He doesn't ask any questions. No names. No um, no coupons. Um, <laughs> and then if the deal changes, no coupons. in the middle of the, of the thing, he he drives away. Forget it, you know. So if you're like, I'm picking up, uh, you know, I'm picking up my friend, and then you know your other friend's like, hey, can I catch a ride? He's like, forget it, I'm done. Um, and I don't few- understand. I like, I, I, I don't. Yeah, know I'm, I'm already. How I'm, you're exp- like, it doesn't make any sense. The way I'm already bored. Exp- yeah. I, no, it's um, don't feed them after midnight. Oh yeah, yeah. Don't get them wet. Well, it was it was directed by the guy that edited Taken Two, so you know that it's. Oh well, uh, clearly, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I get it. And also, this will give you an indication, like, who's this movie for? Well, uh, on IMDb, they say people who like this also liked Agent 47, Hitman, or yeah, Hitman Agent 47. So that kind of gives you the window. You know, yeah. Where do you into like the re- soul of the people watching? Do you like direct to video sequels? You love this. <laughs> <laughs> we should have did it this way. There's also a lot of online banking in this movie, which is one oh, of those, great. Yeah, which is a lot, a lot of like, you know, passwords and waiting for passwords mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. going on iPads and finding out account balances and. Uh, I'm gonna take a picture of this check. <laughs> <laughs> Chase Bank doesn't open till nine a.m. What am I gonna do? You know, and the camera whip pans to the chase. It's the hours. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and a lot and a lot of uh, you know dumb car chases. You know, which with plenty of street room. So not. I, I don't have any. Right. That's why you're so up curious about black mass. Yeah, I'm very you- uppity about my about my street about the street widths <laughs> and the and the car chases. I'm like, oh, that makes that's plausible. You can go around that roundabout and shoot up that that ladder and, and drive the car over some sort of terrace. You know, that's it. <laughs> yeah, that, that's plausible. And bought, you know, but. You you know, ben Affleck had no idea what he was doing in the town. You know, so but yeah, uh, for car chases, for car chases, <laughs> car chases. The rest of the movie's good. The rest of the movie's great, but you know, the car chase, you could you could suck it. All right, as you said. All right, transporter. What did you see, Chris? I um, got the Mad Max anthology on Blu-ray, Ooh. and uh, it was interesting. I, there was a couple like um, I, I went onto the Amazon page, and people were angry because. It didn't release when it was supposed to release. How dare Remember they? when we said it was um, it's coming soon, and then somebody tweeted, "Oh no, it's out now." And I'm like, "I'm not sure." And then turns out um, there was a problem with the release dates. Like people bought it wanting to know, and then they it got released late, and people were furious. They were like, "No, I want this now! Stop, stop screwing with the release date." So it did. It finally got here, and I'm going to watch them in order. And I watched Mad Max, and I want to talk about this movie because it's been. Transferred to Blu-ray, so it's obviously it's much higher res, but it is a '70s movie. So this is kind of like the uh, conundrum you kind of have. It's like everything is like in more detail, and the sound gets remastered, but there is some charm that's lost for when you have these movies on this older technology, the way they were meant to be seen and right. the way they were filmed. Yeah. So it just feels better when you're watching something kind of shot and from a different era and you know it right grainy right. gritty whatever it's like, like you yeah. kind of almost like well maybe this deserves to just be on a regular dvd you know and uh but what i was so fascinated about this movie is like because it's been a long time since i've seen it and 
it's just how brutal it was for the time. And you could see George Miller just like all the shit that was going on in his head in this movie. And you could definitely see all the stuff he wanted to do um, with a higher budget because this was literally made for next to nothing. In fact, there was a couple scenes because, you know, you forget that Mad Max, he had a wife and a kid. And um, and in the new one, Fury Road, he that's part of the voiceover. Like he mentions, you know, he had a family and he, he was a cop. And um, it was like real bare bones kind of stuff where you see the family, but, you know, he's part of this future police force, but they're in a rundown building and they don't have that many cars. And they're it's, running out of money. Yeah, running out of money. Everything is, uh, it looks like the apocalypse definitely has happened already. And we're getting a, close. We're getting close. Yeah. Very close. So, but there are the street gangs and stuff. And you get to see Immortan Joe as a young man as Toe Cutter. Uh-huh in the movie which is really cool um so it's really cool to see all you know all these it was such a great idea to put all these together especially so you recommend like if you liked fury road definitely go back you got to go back and see um the evolution because you can after you see fury road and if you haven't seen these older movies it's really cool it's like watching um um el mariachi after seeing like uh um what desperado. is that? desperado exactly right, that's right, kind of right, what it right. feels like um but what was fascinating about it too is what it was like also old sam raimi where there's definitely a vision there's a voice and you see everything um how talented george miller is now some of the issues is um i am so glad they put on this blu-ray subtitles because it is so hard to understand um, what is being said sometimes. Because first of all... For us, for as Americans. A, A, that's the first reason. <laughs> Second of all, the sound quality is not that good oh, for the dialogue. So now you have words that you can uh, possibly not understand, words that you wouldn't understand, even if you heard them clearly. And then you also have like kind of sound that's muddy. So you have all those together. I mean, it's very telling when they put English subtitles as an option on an English film. you know know that clearly you're not the only one that has requested this so um about halfway through i turned them on (laughs) well imdb lists it as an estimated six hundred and fifty thousand dollar budget which is back in whatever this was 79 that's that's today i don't know it's still only like a million million and a half it's definitely not a big budget film that's That's not not a lot of money and do that kind of action considering what they did i mean they literally they wrecked cars and they you know they they car chases are there was explosions expensive and you could really and, tell. anything in a movie is super expensive. Yeah. Right. As somebody as, as, as I've made a movie myself, and I'm just like, I gotta pay for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that costs something. Why? Yeah. Why can't I? Can I get it for free? No. Okay. Great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm watching this movie, and then there was a couple times where you could tell there was definitely some budget limitations. Like there's, a, you know, some the, the kid who plays Mad Max's kid. There's a toddler. And there were a couple scenes where, like, towards the middle of the film where, you know, him and his wife go away and, like, you don't see the kid in the car and they're on a picnic. You don't see the kid. I'm like, it makes you think for a second, didn't they have a kid earlier? Like, where would the kid be at this point? And then a next scene, then the kid's back again. So, you know, maybe the kid wasn't available on those shoot days or something like that. Well, just the logistics of of shooting (laughs) with kids. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you know, it was probably like, just don't even mention it. Just, you know, we'll see the kid in the next scene. So, um, but it was it was also fascinating to see um, Mel Gibson is an extremely young man, and he has very few lines of dialogue. There really aren't that many lines, but he just carries the film and with this with this presence and this um, just the emotion. You could tell from that movie. Like, let's say you were watching that movie right now, you would be going, "Oh, that guy's going to be a big star someday for sure." You know, he had that quality. Mm-hmm. Um, the cars were also, and the vehicles were basically a character in the film as they become 
you know, when we see the next ones. And uh, I was looking at the like Blu-ray box. Cars, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like cars. Exactly. Um, and I'm thinking, oh, am I really going to watch Thunderdome? And here's the interesting thing. I looked at the back. Every movie was rated R except Thunderdome. It was PG-13. Mm. So you can definitely tell that that was part of the problem with uh, with Thunderdome. But it it is really great when studios release these anthologies. Well, Thunderdome is basically just Sesame Street Apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With a great soundtrack. Sunny uh, <laughs> day, two will enter, one will leave. <laughs> I so, haven't seen that movie in forever. I, I feel like... Well, I'm going to get to it eventually. I, I think what I'm going to oh, do why? is every every show, I'm going to... Um, I'm gonna, talk about the next one until we get to uh <laughs> yeah until we get to uh fury road but it, it was really really um, fun and interesting to watch i do recommend using the subtitles and this is another movie too you really got to watch it with a um a contemporary eye you can't watch it and think this is going to be amazing with great effects and all that stuff you really got to watch it as a product of the times and especially mm-hmm. the 70s and one of the things that um you have to remember too in the 70s vigilante movies were huge yeah. huge and a lot of it you know you have all the elements were there in this post-apocalyptic australia you have the rogue cop you have the um, um fa- let's just call it family members in peril right <laughs> and then you have um you know basically a revenge and uh storyline that goes from there so it was uh um it that's why i think it came over here and resonated so much it hit all those american cinema beats for the time because it had all those dirty Harry uh, parts to it. So, uh, but then obviously, then it blew up into a, a big franchise with uh, Road Warrior. So definitely check it out. I, you know, I love this Blu-ray collection. I can't wait to watch the next three. All right, sponsor. Touchofmodern.com. Oh, you're going to love me some Touch of Modern. Now, again, really cool stuff. Oh, and I, when I was at the uh, podcast festival, mm-hmm. uh, Neil comes up to me and goes, look what I got at touchofmodern.com. He got one of those key... Um, uh, key holder organizers that all instead of like your keys all jangly on a keychain, it organizes them in like the, this little uh, straight um, pocket. And uh, so that's the other reason why it was so clever with these sponsors. Not only are they getting the fans to buy stuff, they get us and our staff to also buy stuff from touchofmodern.com. Well, look what touchofmodern.com has on their website right now a solar charging backpack. Which you would need in a post apocalyptic future. Of course you <laughs> of course would. Of course you would. That's the first thing you would need. Sure, to charge your laptop in the yes. apocalypse. <laughs> um, I love this because I ride my bike a lot and I feel mm-hmm. like. Uh, the end times are coming. <laughs> I was just looking for alternative power, but yeah, yeah. Chris, you're going to need solar power in the apocalypse. I it's will not. Tomato, argue. tomato. Yeah. Alternative power, it's the same thing. Um, what's going to happen to our current power? Exactly. You know. You know what's going to happen to it. Uh, they also have with well, this. I don't. I don't make my own brew, but they have box brew kits now, which are amazing. Oh, uh, is that like uh, starter kits to make your own beer at home? Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. That's a big thing now. It's a really big thing. It's like vinyl albums. It is. It is. <laughs> well, like, for the they ended up not really. There's a little clip of them in, in earbuds, but we went up last year to, to interview the Brewing Network. Um, that was amazing. Opened that whole world, and they were like at a festival. It was like unbelievable to see that that's such a thing. I didn't know that. And now, how much is that? How much? Like, just give us an example, like a touch of modern uh, price, or is it different levels of it, brew kit? Well, most of them are coming in. Well, look, they got a brew kit that's two hundred and. Forty bucks, but it's on sale for one ninety nine. They got oh, cool. They got uh, a Merlot one gallon ingredient pack that's on sale for twenty. You can make wine too. Yeah, there's wine. There's everything. Wine, wine expert. 
box brew kits. It's it's crazy. I guess this is mainly wine, this thing. Yeah, mate, make your own wine. You know what? Somebody email us if you've ever made your own wine before with one of these kits. I'd be curious because I know I've heard of beer before, but not wine. Yeah, it's interesting. It's all like right. All different kinds of stuff. And then artwork and everything else for you, for your, you know, you're going to need wine in the apocalypse. Of course you are. are. Making Touch yes. of Modern your one-stop apocalypse yeah. shop. <laughs> there are no duty frees in the yeah. apocalypse. <laughs> Tax-free apocalypse, guys. <laughs> um, all Take right. advantage. So go to touchofmodern.com. And of course, if you email, if, uh, if you recommend her other friends, you get $20 when they do their first purchase in your account. So, And by the way, Touch of Modern, if you ever put on sale a silent air conditioner, uh, we will buy one immediately for the garage. Yeah. And those exist. <laughs> we just never looked into it. <laughs> we just spent three months out of the year pretending like there's, that technology doesn't exist. Um, all right. Well, let's, uh, let's also, getting back to PodFest, let's talk yes. a little bit about uh, the earbud screenings, which was really cool. It was amazing. It was definitely a culmination of uh, a lot of work for Graham and myself. And uh, it was so unbelievably satisfying to see people really enjoy the film the way they did and how um, people were laughing, then they were crying, and it was uh, an emotional roller coaster, which is what we wanted uh, for the film. You know, and... and Sean, you're, we won't give away too much, but you're featured in it. Your story's featured in it. And Spoiler why, alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. I live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't seen the next cut. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Uh, Am I going to get the poochie treatment? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was, it was interesting because, I mean, I, I had so much stress going into this because there's all these people whose personal stories like Sean, like you and, and Todd Glass and Jimmy Pardo and, and other people and, and fans of this show. That oh, were all in the audience. That were all watching. in the audience, many of them, and, and the, the Hanson brothers. It was uh, a cast, crew, and producer screening and, uh, and Kickstarter backers, and a lot of times they were all one in the same. They were all the same, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, so it was, it was really, uh, you know... Because a lot of these people, they're fans of the show, or they're they're longtime friends of mine, and, and I didn't want to misrepresent anybody. I didn't right. want anybody who's like, "Hey, man, I I said all this personal stuff in an interview, and then you assholes edited it up to make me look like a moron." It's like, no, you were a moron. To yeah, we didn't. You didn't need help. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, I tried to cut it till you weren't yeah. a moron. You did, but it was impossible. One hundred percent moron. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I was, I was a, you know, I, that was the thing that was making me the most nervous about it. Um, but Sean, it was interesting to to hear. But well, we didn't get any complaints. No one thought they were misrepresented or anything. Yeah, I mean everybody everybody dug it. And uh, one guy says, "Why don't we? When are you going to send out the Kickstarter rewards?" So, quick update on that before we get Sean's input on this. Uh, oh, that reminds me of something too. But go ahead. Okay, um, we're going to go the festival route, and so that means we can't start giving out the DVDs and downloads until the movie's up for sale. Or cl- close to it. Like when we have right. a release date, we can send out the awards maybe a little yes. bit before. Now, to be clear, that doesn't mean you're not getting them. Of course, you're going to get them. You just, we have to uh, move the window a little bit. Yeah, we got to move all. the window because what, what we want, I'm sure you guys want this. I know you guys want your stuff and you paid for it and you will get it. It's just we want to put this movie, um, you know, from a strategy, from a business strategy standpoint, in the best position. So if it gets into some big festivals, which we think it can, right. then in, and gets any sort of rewards or official selection, that helps that really, literally the price goes up. Yes. So we want to get. This is what Kimberly said to us. This is, uh, this always stuck with me that your movie is never worth less than when you finish it. 
Right. Yeah. So until it's, people start seeing it and playing festivals, that's when the price starts going up. So that's what we want to do. So it's going to delay some of your Kickstarter rewards. But trust me, it's 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 going to be a cool thing. So Sean, how is it for you? I mean, you you, you put a very personal story out there. Uh, see yourself on the big screen. See yourself yeah. on the big screen. What was that like? Uh, I was. I. Uh, it was. Well, first of all, um, my condition during the filming was much different uh, at that time. As I'm, I think I don't know how. Uh, educated your listeners are on my situation i'm assuming they are or maybe they are but maybe maybe you, not is it okay if i talk about it yeah absolutely. yeah, yeah you can so i mean as so so chris and graham filmed me as i was going through treatment for hodgkin's lymphoma and uh i remember seeing myself up there and i'm like i i looked rough back then like i described my wife as like, I, said, I said i said i look like uh like a piece of uh silly putty with hair on it you know it's been used a lot i just look really you know, bail and it just looks really weird and uh um yeah you were fighting cancer yeah yeah <laughs> you look like a guy going through cancer treatments no but uh i, I mean but um i know but I, I was just very it was very but it was so it was very sobering to go back to that you know uh, for uh, me and i but at the same time i felt that i was also you know able to you know that you guys were able to let me tell my story and be myself and be and not make you know and you, I didn't feel pressured going through it and uh, it came across you know very well for I, th- I thought I came across the way it came across was you know very respectful as uh, as I as I had totally intended it to be you know um, but yeah no it was just very it was just interesting it was also for my wife because my wife's like oh I hope we all you know I wonder how we all look and it's weird because. Uh, your editors were coming up to me and saying, "You're in this a lot." Oh, I know you so well, and I was like, "Jesus Christ!" I'm like, "Am I? Is it just pretty much like me?" And then occasionally, it's like, "It's like Sean, 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 Australia, Sean, Sean, Sean." You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm like, "Man, what's going on here?" I didn't realize this was, uh, this was, was so intense, but um, but it was. But I thought it was. Uh, it, it, I don't want. To, it sounds weird because I'm like, I don't want to say it was great to see myself up out there because I was like, that wasn't the good good time in my life you know going through that but you know it really you know made me think about how you know fortunate i am to be a part of all this Mm -hmm. and uh and you know and that you got i have good friends like you guys who came to me and were you know respectful of the situation but at the same time you know we it it was it helped you guys out to be able to tell your story and that means uh it means a lot to me because you guys have given me a lot you know getting to this point i mean i wouldn't be speaking i probably you know if i had not had i'm not you know, sweated it out in the garage, you know, three years ago, I would, you know, I wouldn't uh, be in this position. It's also, it's like, even being here, it's very humbling because I remember listening to you guys when I was living in Boston, just before I moved out to LA and being like, man, you know, I, you know, I was like young, you know, not young, but you know, I was, a f- I graduated from a film, film program. And uh, I was like, all right, I'm coming out to LA. I'm going to do this. And I started listening to more podcasts and listening to you guys talk about movies. And I'm like, man, one day I would love to be, having sit across with them and have them ask me about movies. <laughs> like, I want to talk about movies with these guys. I love, these guys are great. And I'm actually doing that right now. Like, <laughs> this is like, this is the ultimate Kickstarter. I bet, you know, I, I, yeah, we had a Kickstarter reward for me and it was, da, ba, da. <laughs> um, but no, this is, uh, this is great. And, uh, and I thought it was, it was a great film and you, it was, the motion, like I said, I mean, there's a lot, just a lot of, uh, sobering moments in that movie where you're like, Man, everybody is affected by this, and the podcast community. I mean, it's they're they're, they're we're we're a strong bunch, mm-hmm. and we go through so much. 
you know, just to even get podcasts up and to bring these to people. And the people that take them in are so appreciative. And I don't, I feel like that's not, as, I mean, I mean, I'm sure it likes that for, for a lot of films and television and stuff too, but it never, I feel like it, it's not, it, it's not as uh, well, uh, documented as it would be in the podcast industry, you know, and you guys are bringing that out to people. I think that's mm-hmm. fantastic. I will say this, can I, and I kind of just break a point up about the film, at least from what I saw. Sure. sure. Like I would have liked to have seen more adversarial note, notes, uh, you know, uh, to points taken in the podcast industry, you know, towards the podcast industry and about like, it's because obviously it's kind of like the villain of the film is what is the podcast? It's kind of like the ignorance of podcast, mm-hmm. you know, to the public. But for the people that do know it, you know, and then don't necessarily treat it. Cause that guy from like one of the people you talk, I'm not going to spoil it, but one of these guys you talk to and I'm just like, I want to hear more what he has to say. So I can, you know, we can put him in his place, and, <laughs> you know, but, 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 but that means as somebody who works in the industry and is, you know, making a living doing that, you know, and people like yourself and, you know, and the Marins and the Nerdists and all those people that are doing this, it's like, you know, they're, you know, there needs to, it almost needs to get to that next level. So people are like, yeah, that's, you know, it's, it's the medium, it's a medium decision you can go to. Well, we, um, we're going to have a whole section probably on the DVD extra of Mark Marin does a, a, a very long interview about the podcast patent trolls. Okay. And it's, it's really, there's yeah. some interesting stuff in there. We just couldn't fit it in the movie. We couldn't fit it in the movie. Well, there's plus, so much that you probably had yeah. to cut out. Oh, yeah. definitely. We, we couldn't fit that into the movie, plus that is sort of changed, that's evolving. Like, the patent rules have backed away a little bit from podcasting. Mm-hmm. Congress is getting involved. So we didn't really have a definitive endpoint for, end for that story, and we just decided to, to remove it. But, like... But, yeah, Mark makes some great points and has some great insights. Yeah, so we'll put that yeah, in probably. Because he was sort of at the forefront well, of yeah. fighting mm-hmm. them. Um so that's cool, man. Well, I'm, 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 it was, I was so cool to have you a part of it and to be able to see it. And uh, I, I was honored, man. And uh, and I'll, I, I gotta say this. Um, just going back to the podcast fans, uh, I had so many people coming up to me this weekend, complete strangers, people just being like, "My God, you're, you're a movie star." <laughs> you know, that's great. Which, which I, I, I will say that I, don't, I, I, I posted this, but I actually have a picture of it. But I signed my first ever autograph. Oh, oh, that's cool. You know, mm-hmm. I had one of uh, one of the cats. Um, you know that I met. Uh, you know, just podcast fan. He was like, you know, we we chatted. All I chatted so many people, learning about different shows and mm-hmm. learning ideas. I, I learned so much from this fest. I I really did. Mm-hmm. And but just being able to meet a lot of people and just people just being like, man, I, I didn't know if I could come up and talk to you and stuff. I was like, no, but please bug me. <laughs> please torture me with your yeah. with your questions and stuff. I want to you know talk about this experience. And I mean, I talk about podcasting with you. That's why you're here. You know, I feel like you know people need to. You know, in the podcast industry, you know, you could just ask questions, yeah. find out what's going yeah. on, and but it was so great to have, you know meet a lot of people and and share that, have that almost kind of like you know meet meet uh, you know even the other podcasters like you know, like you know like I was talking to Mike Schmidt about a bunch because he's very he's featured in this movie a lot yeah and you know I feel like he, he's got a very strong role in that mm-hmm. and it's a very significant there's very significant moments in, with him in it and I think it's great that you are going to include that mm-hmm. because you know how talented that guy, you know, Mike is and, you know, and just kind of, but just talking about being in that movie together and just, it's, it's, and then not being able to, you know, and just having able to have that access to everybody else. And it just, I, I'm honored. Glad you did it. Glad, yeah. Glad to have you. Well, guys, there'll be more, uh, there'll be more earbud screenings and yes. stuff and more information on that. So uh, and I, I remember too, I was talking to one of the other sponsors and this um, kind of 
um, builds on that point, and he goes, you know, I've been to the other podcast conventions. The, yeah, yeah. The other one, the podcast movement, is the one in Vegas. The, mm-hmm. uh, and he goes, this is the only one, though, with fans. Yeah. You know, because the rest of them are tech conferences. And I said, that's the whole point. We, you know, we want to get this community together. We don't just want to teach people how to podcast. You no, know, teaching people how to podcast is part of it. Yeah, it's and, definitely and part of it. giving you better technology and better mm-hmm. platforms as that all evolves and new sponsors come on board with really cool stuff that's like, wow, this could yeah. take it to the next. But it's really, a, it's an entertainment festival. It's people, it's yeah. a, we're four comedians it, who run it. It's supposed to be, it's supposed <laughs> to be fun. It's because it's supposed to, podcasting is supposed to be fun. Yes. Yeah. There's the, I mean, that's one of the job things when I, in my job, in my day to day, I'm like, you know, when things get really tense and I go, well, nobody's dying. Yeah. (laughs) Nobody's getting, nobody is going to be ruined for this. I, I Mm -hmm. hope not. And, uh, I'm just going to be chill. And that, you know, cause that's, that's what this industry is kind of fostering. It's like, you know, not, it's not to say that there shouldn't be any rules and etiquette because that's actually something I tried when I, I did a panel talking about guests and, you know, just being a guest and being a good guest. You had a line for your panel too. I know that was very, that was very mm-hmm. awesome. I was like, Oh, everybody wants to know here, 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 this, uh, hear me rant, you know, cause, <laughs> cause it is a thing too. Had I not, I could probably just sat up there myself and just spewed out a bunch of it. And I, I think it would have been, you know, just, I just would have been happy to do that. But I got, I was you able a, to bring great panelists. I had great people to do that. And that's the thing about this industry is that, you know, you're, there's people that are stepping up mm-hmm. and, you know, doing these jobs and finding ways to create these jobs. I saw the tw- the texts. Uh, did Ellie ever show up? Then you have one panelist that was she, she was there. Okay, great. We had we had uh, we had Ellie from uh, Earwolf. We had mm-hmm. uh, Kirsten from Podcast One. We had uh, Mark who uh, was kind of a fill in for uh, he was for Voicebot for Voicebot, mm-hmm. and uh, just just great information. And but I mean, and that's the thing too. And I, and your listeners, I mean, please, you know, I'm 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 going to plead to you, just learn what you can. Okay, don't, I mean, learn what you can, and then you're probably listening to this, you already know Chris and Graham, you know, but if you, you know, if, if somebody that's not listening to this and doesn't know who, who you guys are, doesn't know who Mark Marin is, mm-hmm. doesn't know who, uh, you know, all the networks and all the, the sponsors and just all that, I mean, just know about it, because if you want to be successful, in it, you can't be ignorant. Right. It really frustrates, mm-hmm. sometimes it really kind of frustrates me when people come in and go, all right, and I'm just applying for this job and I don't know anything about podcasting or I'm just going to go and do this. And it's like, no, I mean, this is community. And it really, your your success in this will carry you, you know, by being knowledgeable, will carry you farther along than you realized. Yeah. You know, by knowing who that is. I I saw several comedians, you know, that I'm friends with that I've known for a long time were there at the festival who they're not really big into podcasting and they just went, wow. I got to revisit this or, or they have a podcast and they're not putting that much effort into it or something. And they went, okay. I go, now I see what it can do. Now I see what it can do. I'm like, yeah, lines out the door, man. Lines yeah. out the door. Lines out the door, and you know, and fans too. I mean, the loyal, fans. loyal, awesome fans. Well, the loyal, right. awesome fans, people that will learn, you know, and people that also, if you have as a just as for celebrities and people that have a podcast, and you're like, I want to figure something out, and, you know, and I got, I got maybe a little bit of audience, and you know, I'm trying to get somebody to help me. Your fans will come out for that. That's how yeah. I got in with you guys. Yep. Yep. I was a fan, and I became, and I was just full bore into all this right. and here you know here i am now being able to be you know speak from experience and speak from success and you know i know there's a lot of people that you know find their ways into this industry because of that and i was telling that to everybody it's like you just got to be if you're a fan of something and if you can you know if they if they need your help you know they'll take it they like they they comedians love people reaching out to help them 
Yeah. Because we're so used to having to fight the show business, the entertainment right. industry. is yeah. all like agents and man, like a lot of companies just like sticking it to you, the networks or whatever, just trying to fuck to, you. We had to deal with a few of them for the uh, festivals yeah. too. It's, and we realized, oh, now I forgot how much this process I want to say this down. real quick before, yeah. I, before I forget and then we'll move on. Is uh, uh, There was a, God, I love this, the, the Squarespace lab doing interviews in there. There was a woman, I, I hope you're listening. She's a blonde woman. She was wearing a black shirt. She goes, Graham, I want to do an interview. I said, yes, yes. And I was running around. Uh, and I said, I will do it. And then I think the, the super ego sound went down and it got a little like panicky, heated, little heated. And we had to fix that. We had to put out that fire and I never got to do your interview. And I'm so sorry. So if you email me info, at- you will fly to her house and do the interview. <laughs> Don't ever interrupt me again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, no, if you email me info at comedyfilmers.com, we can set up, I'd love to set up a Skype call or something to do mm-hmm. that well tell me where you live because if i am coming through your town no joke uh to do comedy yeah i will do your podcast because i owe you an interview and i don't want you to think that i blew you off i will so seriously if you're listening to this email me and i will do that interview that was the name of the podcast i do not mm-hmm. she was she i literally i'd be running down the hallway like oh shit i did 15 yeah. texts she went graham and i'd be like i'll be right there yeah. I, I mean i was in the uh, super ego room when like uh the host went up i was i think it was mark and said uh, yeah there's like 15 technicians running around i guess something's going on there and i look at it from a very logical perspective and I, well if there's walker and 15 technicians are trying to fix it what am i going to add what would I possibly be adding? I mean, they've already got all the technicians working. Well, you on have it. some sort of secret adapter. Yeah, it's like, all right, everything. well, let me use my mind powers yeah. and find that cable that went bad. You know, <laughs> right, right. That went bad. Yeah. yeah. Here, I'm, I'm, I'm actually the Adam. I'm just going to straight yeah. down and walk around and see what's going on and repair the wire from within. Um, Ant Man, get to the rescue. So, but that that yeah, that makes a really good point. If there's any. Um, interviews or anybody that we missed that want to interview us email us at info at um uh comedyfilmers.com and we'll make some skype time for you guys absolutely and i so apologize i didn't i i wasn't if there's a couple interviews i missed so please and i and i'm not i'm not this is no bullshit if you email me i will set up the time and we will do this yeah for sure i think there was um uh, like i was in there for a, a couple of interviews and then i remember too one of them one guy was telling me he goes uh you know, I just come in here and I stay in the lab the entire time. And then, like, he would go to panels and then he would buy the live stream afterwards so we could watch the shows. So, no, you uh, totally, you know, and, and, that, and that's that you could, that's the thing about the beat about the festivals. You can do like a lot, right? Just you, you can call, you call your own shots and you can still have a tremendous time. Like, I, you know, I didn't really see many shows. I had, I had to see The Walking in the Room and mm-hmm. uh, Dollop, mm-hmm. and, but I just sat at the table, sideshow table, just, you know, just, observed yep you know just kind of you know have people walk by look at my stickers be like oh that's funny walk away you know i mean but at the same time it's like i just want to be observing the crowd because these are the people that are listening these are consumers i want to i want to get an idea of like you know the the kind of folks that i'm putting my stuff putting my product out to yeah you know and and then you know and then you know getting to go in that lab and just hanging out with uh uh i'll give him a shout out mark hershon from Shakatash, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, great guy. He and sets up every year in a corner, puts his placemat down, and he's done. Yeah, That's yeah. It. But mm-hmm. I mean, he's but I mean, but I mean, all these, all those other cats in there, you know. And I got a chance. I think to... I, Mark, I owe you an interview, I believe. <laughs> Mark, I got to. Mark from Shakatash. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone, anyone that I want to interview, you got email. I'll make it happen. <laughs> and yeah. one of the one of the, this is a little secret too about uh, for us for organizers of the festival. If you want to grab us in the lab, 
Sunday's generally the best day because it, usually that's we're kind of over the hump. Things kind of, you know, settle down a little bit issue wise and we have a little more time. I thought you were going to say your, your automatons, you know, yeah. there's, there's, there's some sort of reveal. <laughs> All right. Coming out on DVD, Pitch Perfect 2. Now, I've said I've made fun of these this these two movies based on the trailers, and many people have said, actually, Graham, you should see them. They're pretty decent, yeah. I'm going to see them. Yeah. I make it a point. I'm going to see them. Don't see them out of order. I won't. (laughs) (laughs) You won't know what's going on. What is that sound they're making? Where are the mics? I don't get it. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll see these. uh... I'm looking forward, actually. My my wife, uh, Jen, saw this, and I saw the first one in the theater with her, you know, together. It's like a date night thing, and it's, it's great. Yeah. I I think I I would dig those movies. I, I mean, I don't, I'm not a I'm not an acapella. I don't care about Glee or singing and all that stuff. But talent, talent is talent, and yeah. it's fun. Just the fact that somebody has to say, "Well, I'm not really into acapella." Yeah, <laughs> that's like. <laughs> but the, yeah, yeah, and what people keep telling me is it's not. It it has more of a sense of humor about itself than it than it might. Yeah, it, right. it's much more uh, aware of what they're getting into, and it does, it's not like you know we have to make this serious and stuff like that. Right. I mean, there's no. It's not like fame. No, no, yeah. no, no, nobody's dying. You know, there might somebody might get vomited on. It usually happens in these movies, but you know, it's a good movie. Right. All right. Fair enough. Uh, now Neil has a review of Black Mass up there. I don't want to ruin it. It may or may not coincide with uh, Graham's feelings on the film, so you can check that out. And there was because it's finished. <laughs> Neil, Neil saw the, saw the whole film. The it's thing. just a picture of a pillow. Um, <laughs> now there was a um, a message board post I wanted to read from Eddie Nunn, and it really made me laugh. So I, I wanted to read this. This is from Eddie Nunn. Um, Chris mentions turning off the animated movie Avengers Confidential Black Widow and Punisher after 10 minutes. And I will say, 10 minutes was being quite gracious because I lasted seven. (laughs) (laughs) Then I went back to where I left off and decided after the 16-minute mark I'd be more entertained by punching my dick with a gauntlet. (laughs) An infinity gauntlet? (laughs) All the dialogue is terrible exposition sandwiched between action movie cliches while thrown against a parody of dark anime. And what's even worse is that the 16 minutes I saw were the slowest 16 minutes I've ever seen in an animated movie. It's good if you just want to put it on mute and like to watch drawings, scowl, and punch each other. (laughs) But otherwise, the movie is barely tolerable. So um, then he goes on a little bit about the Hulk movies. Some of the Marvel movies uh, are okay. And I will mention, too, there's actually another one. The Doctor Strange animated movie is watchable. It's not great, but it's by by and large, way better than these other ones that they've been. I thought out. I thought Planet Hulk was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, he mentions that. Yeah, one that, one, that one's probably the best. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, in theaters, uh, we've got Hotel Transylvania two. Uh, my kids are excited to see this. <laughs> these uh, can, can I say that the posters around town are terrifying. Because they're really weird. Because they're yeah. weird. Because they're really big close-ups of whoever these characters of like are. monster faces. And you're yeah. like, you're getting lots of mouth. Yeah, like lots of uh, lots of uh, uvulas and you know big 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 grins and stuff. And it's I'm like, weird character design for yeah. sure. Like like especially not not necessarily for the film, but for the actual ad campaign. It's it's a weird thing. So um, what are they? You know, whenever an ad campaign like that starts, you go, oh, what are they trying to hide? What's so? What's bad about this movie? Um, so, you know, I'll probably see it with the kids this weekend, and uh, I'll let you guys know. And the intern, 
Now, I've heard mixed things about this. Some people are saying it looks well, it's, great. It's, it's about was... my time as a, as a comedy film editor. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Again, mixed there's lot, things. There's a lot, there's a lot of uh, a lot of sweating in the garage. <laughs> a lot of gargoyle moving. <laughs> a lot of uh, yelling uh, across the room. Sean, what's the? <laughs> go find that on IMDb. Um, Speaking of IMDb, do you want to read the? Uh, a description of the intern? No, no. All right, fair enough. Uh, you know, so, here's the thing, though. I, 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 here's the thing. Had had the, had I had this been out the week uh, that you asked me to see a movie, I would probably saw it for you. Seventy-year-old widower Ben Whitaker has discovered that retirement isn't all it's cracked up to be. Seizing an opportunity to get back in the game, he becomes a senior intern at the online fashion site founded and run by Jules Austin, played by Anne Hathaway. Bobby De Niro and Anne Hathaway are at it again in a business hijinks. <laughs> Freaky Friday, if you will. Didn't they already do... There, there, there was the internship, too, right? Well, that's yeah, that's the Owen Wilson. The Owen Wilson. Yeah. Vince Vaughn. This could, be, this could be okay. Which is the funny one? Is this one the funny one? Probably funnier than the other one, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anything's funnier than the internship. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know. I, I The trailers don't make me... It kind of makes me go... Eh. Yeah. Lukewarm. Lukewarm. All right. Um, but not Stonewall. as hot as this room. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Stonewall is actually. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, this actually looks interesting. It's about the uh, the gay rights movement and the riots that happened in uh, in New York City in 1969. Uh, is it a doc or narrative? No, it's a narrative. It's okay. uh, Ron Perlman, Jonathan Rhys Meyers, uh, a lot of different people. Who else is in it? Uh, Jeremy Irvine, uh, Johnny Bocamp. Um, so Johnny Bocamp is in it. Johnny Bocamp, I love that name. Oh, it's a great name. <laughs> um, it looks interesting. It looks like um, the only way it'd be better is it was Johnny Bostaff. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Cat of Nine Tails. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't. This looks interesting. I've seen it. I've seen the trailer for it a couple times. So uh, I'm curious to see what this what this is like. All right, and last one, The Green Inferno. What the hell is that about? So that it's oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say it's in this like. Eli Roth's like homage to uh, Cannibal Holocaust, I think. Yeah. Uh, a group of student activists travels to the Amazon to save the rainforest and soon discover they are not alone and that no good deed goes unpunished. Yeah, it is Eli Roth. Oh, well, then yeah. it's going to be brutally. Uh, and then they have lunch. Gory. Yeah. Yeah, like they're, they're yeah, I think it's, it, from what it looks like, it's like a bunch of, you know, college kid do gooders go down there to help and then they get and they get eaten. Yeah, they, they get, get eaten. eaten. So it's basically it's cannibal holocaust yeah. or cannibal ferox or, ca- or what cannibal insert 70s title here. <laughs> All right. But I mean that's a, that's that's his kind of thing. You know, he loves those gigs, you know, and I I I mean if I wasn't I don't know, I'm not as I've never seen any Eli Roth movies, but uh, you know, I kind of have a strong a, stomach. Yeah, but I mean I have a kind of a soft spot for like lousy like the like the Lucio Fulci m- Movies from like the seventies or all those things. So I'm kind of like, oh, maybe that might be fun. He did a Grindhouse movies, Cabin Fever, The Hostel, Hostel Two. Yeah. So I'm not going to see that. Uh, <laughs> it's not surprising. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, that's our episode, folks. Oh, thank God. God it's it gets so hot. Jesus. <laughs> um, yeah. Because we had to turn it off for the the air conditioner off for the conference call right before we. And it wasn't recorded. even that cold to begin with. No, it wasn't. Uh, all right. 
that's our show. Um, thank you to everybody that came out to the Los Angeles Podcast Festival. Thank you to everybody that got the live stream. It was our best year yet, and we could not have done it without you guys. And now keep in mind, the live stream is now archived, and you still can buy and watch it for the next three weeks. The archive shows should be up by the end of the week. You could watch everything you missed. Even if you were at the festival, you want to do it, and the coupon code still applies, so you could uh, get that $25 knocked down to 20 with the code CFN. Or if you're watching, you can even do Sideshow if you want to. Yes, you can. Mm-hmm. That, that, is, that is a code. There you go. Get mm-hmm. that code. Uh, Sean... And, Ma- oh, go oh I was going to say, and there's some amazing stuff to watch. And uh, See, it's unbelievable. Know. The Thrilling Adventure Hour, those guys knocked it out of the park. That was a huge, giant, old-school vaudeville show. They did an amazing job. And, and God bless them, because... They're used to getting into a theater and having all this rehearsal time. Right. And, you know, it's just not possible. You know no, what I mean? No, no, like, we've got a million moving parts at a festival. Yeah, there's 40 shows, and they came in and just, like, quick rehearsal with the band and went into right. the Squarespace lab and rehearsed it there. Uh, they, you know, they did it at 9 o'clock, and everybody, there was 40-some shows in the festival. There was amazing stuff. I mean... Having our show with Susie Nakamura and Dave Foley was a blast. We're going to release yeah. that in the next week or so. Mm. That and won't I, be a paid episode. We're going to release that one for free. Free free up. Um, but you got to see the live stream because you actually get to see the um, uh, movie trailers because we showed a ton of movie we showed trailers. showed a mo- ton of movie. We showed eight movie yes. trailers. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Q&A, the, at the beginning of the episode, is a fun Q&A. Right. Uh, Watch about, the look on our editor's face. She yeah. was terrified. She to be sur- surrounded surrounded by three comedians. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, but it was it was it was so cool. Thanks I would I would recommend watching Alonzo Bowden, who's paying attention on the Sideshow Network, uh, the live stream. If you can, I watched part of that show because I've never heard the episode. We've had Alonzo on this show, uh, really fun, and it just solid. He's he's poli- po- he, politics man. He like, doesn't do enough live stuff, but I was like, dude, you got to do more live stuff, and it was great. Uh, Matt Kirshen makes a, a very special appearance toward, towards halfway through with some breaking news about Pig Gate. <laughs> um, it's fantastic. Well, well, Baron Vaughn was one of his guests. Yes, uh, and uh, T- and Tamara Catan. It was Tamar it was it was really fascinating to watch because that this is what I love about podcasting. You can just like he's just going to talk and throw out a political subject and hear what his other two yeah. ha- guests say. But Alonzo was one of the guys actually that came up to me and said, "Man, I, I like." He goes, "I got to I got to do more." Like this is like he had cool. no idea how intense this was be. Like he's like, "Okay, this is you know just a place I'm going to do my show." It's like he didn't realize. I think and he I think he was overwhelmed by it in a sense, but he loved it. Yeah, that. He didn't realize how big and how crazy this is. You know, he's like, I drove up here and I'm like, there's people walking around with, you know, wristbands and doing their stuff. I mean, and he's, he was, it was very cool for him to be a part of it because he's got a great show. He's a great talent. Yeah. 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 And it's just a funny guy. It was just great for, for him to get that, get out for that. And so, and I love so seeing that. I love seeing people like, come to the festival and have that epiphany yeah. of like, oh, wow. And, this is it. Yeah. And especially this year, because it was so big, thanks to Audible um, mm-hmm. and 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 all the other sponsors. But, you know, Audible helped us like- Get take, to the next level. Take it to the next Overall level. sponsorship. Was huge. And really, to, so people could go, wow, go in the ballrooms and there's this like- Gobos with the logo up there yeah. was slick, man, and like all the photos coming out were great. So, so it was awesome. So, Sean, where can people listen, find you? What are you up to? Well, you could. Uh, I would urge everybody to check out first of all sideshownetwork.tv. You could check mm-hmm. out all of our fine podcasts. Uh, we are the podcast home for such talents as Gilbert Gottfried, former com- comedy film nerds guest, as well as uh, Eliza Schlesinger. Uh, about last night with Brad Williams and Adam Ray. Uh, we also have Patty Stanger. 
the Millionaire Matchmaker. She does a podcast with us. We got MMA Roasted, Alonzo Bowden. Uh, one, one of my favorite shows on the network uh, is We Hate Movies. <laughs> Those guys, mm-hmm. um, they're out of New York, and, I, and I, I, I love all my shows. They're all like my children. Cool. But... Uh, we Hate Movies is one of those shows where I heard about them uh, through like the AV Club. And like, oh, we'll probably start checking them out. And I was like, oh, I'll see what this is about. And they do basically what, um, how did this get made, what they do. You know, but they kind of go after movies that you wouldn't think. Like they did, like they, they it's three guys, out of New York, four guys out of New York. Um, just riffing on films, you know, they have some very, you know, they're, they've been in the industry. Some of them are film programmers themselves. And they're doing, they do movies like Hand the Rocks the Cradle, you know, stuff that like you wouldn't be like, oh, you're gonna go that one, you're gonna do that one. That one's got some stuff in it that's kind of weird, but they knock it out of the park every time. Uh, this week, actually, I was listening on the way here. Uh, they're doing the Deadpool with Harry. Uh, oh yeah, uh, Dirty nice, Harry, nice, and, and and it's it's hilarious. It's great. So those guys are Is great. That the one with the toy car that drives yes. around. Yeah, yeah. and Jim James Carey, not Jim Carey, James Carey as a rock star, and Liam Neeson as a video music video director. Ah. It is. It is. Insane, I, and it makes you want to see the movies afterwards and kind of play along. But and what's your podcast? My podcast on the Sideshow Network, as well as worst collection ever. Uh, you can find it on sideshownetwork.tv. Uh, you can find it on iTunes as well as SoundCloud, Stitcher, all those places. You got a personal um, yes. Twitter handle? Yeah, you can catch me at Angry Hero Sean S H A W N. Uh, for angry, the angry hero is a name I had when I was on the radio. Nice. I was the angry hero. All right. So angry hero, Sean, angry hero, Sean, S H A W N. That's my Instagram, my Twitter. Uh, and you can also find my Tumblr, theangryhero.tumblr.com. I take lots of pictures of comic books, insane panels, and I just post them. And it's, it's a lot. I have a lot of fun with it. So I would love for you guys to join me. And they, uh, it sounds like it'd be a good double shot of, you know, yours, the worst collection ever, and then comics on comics. Yes, yes. And actually, to that point, uh, I just found out, actually, when I was at the festival, that uh, we've been accepted into Kamikaze. Oh, nice. Oh, that's great. 2015, yes. Uh, as as has Comics on Comics. So, uh, and our show uh, right now is scheduled for Sunday. Uh, the time and... It's this day, weekend, uh, right? No, uh, that's Halloween weekend. Halloween weekend. So we got oh, like a right, full right. month, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're going to we'll be looking ahead to that. And uh, we haven't announced our any of our guests yet, but it's going to be a very big... Uh, for you comedy film nerds listeners, you're going to be a big fan of our guests. And if you're at Kamikaze, uh, you guys got to come check us it's out. It's a Jackie Cation. <laughs> no, no, but but we love Jackie, and it's gonna happen with her. I saw her, and I was like, Jackie, you got to do this. We we talk about West Coast Avengers, and it's crazy. And she's like, I'm in. Yeah, yeah. But we got so we got we got great great folks lined cool. up. And, All right, yeah. Chris, what do you got? You got some dates coming up? Yes, I do. I will be in Lake Tahoe this weekend. That I just remember, which means I probably won't have to see Hotel Transylvania too this weekend. <laughs> uh, I'll be able to see an adult movie and. Uh, uh, it'll be really fun. I'll be with Kiwi Rogers. I'm really looking forward to it. In fact, Howie, um, the House MC, already posted on Facebook. Uh, he's finishing up the podcast festival. Probably can't wait to get up to Tahoe here and relax. Yeah. And he's absolutely, absolutely right. Correct. I am going to do my show, and then I'm going to have the other 23 hours off. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to go. It. Yeah. <laughs> thanks. I'm going to go hiking, and I'm going to just really enjoy uh, Lake Tahoe because right. I don't care about the casino. I want to go outside and actually uh, enjoy so the, the the lake. The only snowballs I want to see are real snowballs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I actually will be in Adelaide, Australia. Sept- excuse me. Yeah, September 30th through October 3rd. 
uh, working at the Rhino Room and a couple other places. So if you go to adelaidecomedy.com, you can see all the places that I'm performing at. Thanks to uh, Craig Egan for putting that together. So I'm going to be in Australia, and then I'm going to be hanging out in like Melbourne uh, the, the following week, like uh, October 4 through 8. Um, just doing some some business and you know hanging out might be popping in on some shows and and whatever else so uh, come by uh, if you're in Adelaide come and check me out and then this just got added uh, I'm headlining Las Vegas at the Improv at uh, Harris Hotel and Casino October 13th through the 18th was oh, it a fallout yes it is ah, nice. baby uh, and then um, we it has just uh, been confirmed. Um, Sunday, November 1st, in a little city called Tokyo, Japan. Uh, we're going to be doing a little preview screening of a film called The Earbuds in the afternoon on Sunday, and then Sunday night, I will be doing some jokes. Nice. Uh, so, Andy, Andrea, and Sandy, buckle up, kids. <laughs> you're, you're coming. Uh, I'm coming to Australia. <laughs> Tickets are just booked. It's happening. So, I get in on uh, the 31st, and I'm there until probably the 4th. So, we're coming. You guys are going to get to see yourselves in the movie. Um, that's it, you guys. My name is Graham Elwood. <laughs> and I'm Chris Mancini. And then uh, we are going to go to sleep now. For sleep for a while. Yes. Uh, I'm After the room to... cools off. Han oh, <laughs> <laughs> got central air. Yeah. <laughs> um, Didn't work in the Millennium didn't... Falcon, though. <laughs> Chewy really smells. Oh, yeah. God, he's horrifying. My name is Graham Elwood. I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember... Han, Han shot, shot first. first. With a slushy. Yeah. <laughs>